here we are on Money Beyond Borders. Since COVID-19, a good friend of mine, Brad here, and I, we've all had to adapt to post-COVID. And what does that look like after disease? We're here to explore some personal finance lifestyle suggestions and some simple stories designed to hopefully inform a, a better life and a peaceful financial one. This is our, our first episode, and I think it makes sense to start with why. And specifically myself, you know, I'm in my late 20s, 29. Brad usually keeps track. Uh, we've been friends for <laughs> almost 20 years. So we go way back. And actually, we knew one another before you know, one of the big pivotal moments in my life that got me interested in personal finance at a, a young age. I saw my family lose our home. And soon after that, my parents divorced. And I was an only child. And, you know, Brad and I got closer. Actually, after that, money was at the core of the instability that resulted in a family kind of being wrecked. And after that, fast forward college, the whole traditional path towards securing a stable income and, and job right at a, a corporate uh, institution, had a nice job, uh, had, had been married, and uh, had closed on my first house with my wife. And very soon after the closing, I think it was two weeks after we closed on our first house, I uh, almost lost my job. And completely out of nowhere, uh, and it was good times, right? This was like economic boom fairly recently, uh, just a couple of years ago. So uh, it was not like in a recession even. And so when that happened to me, it kind of shifted my perspective. It got me thinking, wait a second, I don't want to repeat the mistakes of my past, you know, of my family, I'd like to learn and seek out a better way uh, to live a better life, right? And so got into real estate, um, and we'll probably talk about that at some point, but the high level, just the, the snippet there on real estate experience, did a flip that went pretty horrible, uh, and we actually survived it. We shouldn't have. I highly recommend not doing it the way we did it, <laughs> but we survived, my wife and I, and we're still married. And it, it was overall a positive experience. But I keep saying that as time goes on, you know, it becomes more positive because I can garner more lessons from the pain that was not so fun to go through. So that's me in a nutshell. I had a few startups before that, that, that tanked. I had one decent exit, um, but definitely looking to improve my financial situation and, and diversify our income streams. So, so Brad, why don't you tell us about yourself? Absolutely. Thanks, Nick. And I, I think that was a good intro. As you said, I've known you for a long time. So I do have that unique perspective into your life. And so, yeah, I'm happy to talk about my background as well. You know, I've always, I've always considered myself sort of a bean counter, um, even when I was a kid, you know, always keeping a, a little ledger as my dad taught me, um, you know, on paper on the back of the, uh, the checkbook set up my first savings account, you know, always keeping track of how much money, you know, went in and, and, and what money came out. And you know, I really just enjoyed seeing that balance grow over time. It's something that I, I very much enjoy to this day. And, you know, as you stated earlier, um, you're 29, I'm 28. You know, we're at a similar place in life just in terms of age. But even as a kid up to today, have always just paid close attention to personal finance. And I would say one of my, uh, my bigger uh, personal pivotal moments, as you described, you one of yours was, you know, looking at some student loan debt I had after graduate school and, and seeing how much I was paying per month on a sum that I, I didn't think was 
all that considerable comparatively when you look at other students and, and some people I knew, but it was still, it was still too much for me. Right. And so I saw how much interest I was paying per month and how much interest I had paid over, you know, a year or two into that process, into working full time and into to paying that down. And I learned real quick, I don't like, you know, the way interest works against you. What you said about the whole, you know, hey, I had student loan debt, but I looked around, right? And all my, my peers were in the same boat. Like we're the same age, we're in the same phase of life. And it made you feel more comfortable, right? You were able to justify that debt partially because, well, everyone else has it too. And so Absolutely. I think that's a really interesting psychological effect, right? That are, you know, peer pressure, right? And it can be a good pressure. It can be a negative one. Like you're at the dealership and you're like, hey, you were giving me this example yesterday, Brad, about how, you know, like, oh, I get a car and I'm like, okay, a lot of my peers have $20,000, $30,000 loans on their vehicles and everyone at the dealership here, whoever's signing right before me, that's what they're getting into. This isn't something crazy, obscure. Why not me, right? I got the income and I can pull this off. So part of what this podcast is going to be about is how do you live above the influence? How do you move beyond what we've been taught traditionally, and maybe our parents haven't been very open about financial education. And I know you, you know, mentioned about the ledger and your dad and you know, being very meticulous about the figures and, and seeing how to make interest work for you. But I don't think it's intuitive. It's something to be learned. And it's not something Absolutely. you inherit, right? It's not like, oh, I'm genetically predisposed to be financially strong. No, you run like the wind and I run like a rhino. And so <laughs> that's genetics, right? To a certain extent. Sure. Um, but hey, we bounce a checkbook. Can we uh, acquire assets and cash flow? That's indiscriminate of your background, where you came from. You got a job and, and paid off and you realize, wait a second, interest, look how interest is working against me with this type of debt. And, and you worked very diligently and, and focused on paying that off very quickly when you got a job. And I wouldn't necessarily say it was peer pressure in this regard, but there were other influences that did feel like peer pressure, right? When you, know, you think about getting a third degree, right? Or you're considering some other professional degree, or even when you get out into the marketplace, as you described, it's time to buy your first car or you know, whatever it may be. Um, and so there is sort of that pressure, um, whether it be overt, um, you're right, it's just out in the open and, and people are, are doing it one-on-one -on -one with you or, or you feel the pressure, right? It's a perceived pressure based on what you see on Instagram or, or what you see on Facebook. You see your friend that just bought a, a new $30,000 car. You think, okay, well, that, that must be the path for me, right? That must be exactly what I need to do. I have a few-year-old car. Maybe it's time to, to get a brand new one. So, you know, it's always important to have informed decision-making. It is critical as we move forward in, in these discussions. It's front and center to, to why we're doing this. It's general well-being, right? It's, it's creating a better life for ourselves and for our families, um, and helping others in the process, right? And so when I was looking at the figures from paying, you know, working to pay down the, the student loans, I really just didn't like <laughs> seeing the interest component. And I didn't like the idea that I, I had a payment that wasn't something that was contributing to something moving forward. You know, sure, I don't regret, you know, taking on a little bit of debt to, to, to get an education, right? Education is considerably important whether that be a formal education or, or self-education, it was time to be done with it, right? And so I retired that debt over the course of about two and a half years and haven't looked back since. And so I'm very just meticulous with my finances. I'm careful about 
expenses I make. And once I realized how interest worked against me, I thought, well, why don't I just make it work for me, right? And what are the avenues in which I can build wealth for myself and a family in the future? That was really a key turning point for me as I look forward. Lucky is part of the equation. Certainly, we, we've put in the time and here we are now trying, you know, working on this podcast together, but nothing of value is free. You know, there's definitely trial and error and there's, there's a dedication to wanting to be better. There is nothing that's quick about it. And if it's quick, it's extraordinarily right. painful if you do go quick. Uh, and it's so painful. I mean, you can have scars that just leave you wanting to curl back up and, and kind of disappear in the world. And so I, I caution the speed with which you pursue things. Life's a marathon. I've hit a, a few walls pretty, pretty heavily, and, and I've be, been able to use my youth to brunt the bulk of that burden, but my back is hurting. I hope you make the right choices today, and they can be small, and they should be small uh, decisions today. How do I foster my own education and personal finance? And it is not going to be in textbook. Brad has more experience in the textbook realm side of things on this, but you know, it's definitely something you go figure out yourself. Hopefully we can, we can share some, some nuggets uh, to, to orient um, those of you out there trying to search for answers, right? In this new age, because no, we don't have all the answers, but we have some answers that, that hopefully can provide some direction. Anyone who, who understands English will be able to listen in and to hopefully glean some insight from it. We enjoy the journey together with the audience. I'm the eternal optimist. I think just a few guys with the midnight oil to burn, you know, when the kids are put to bed, they can work on something that can fundamentally change the future for many. Time is everything. That's the one resource you cannot create more of is time. And if you're worried about money, if you're spending all your time making money and you're not able to decouple producing income from your own time, from yourself, you become a slave, right? To your income, you become coupled to your financial health so that if your physical health starts to take a hit, everything starts taking a hit. Going into passive income, these different types of income streams that we'll discuss and these different asset classes and exploring them together, right? Where we haven't explored all the asset classes we want to explore. We can give people the courage. You know, people are gonna see us fail. And I think that's really important. Life is a marathon right? The, the get rich quick schemes and, and ideas, they, they tend to not work out. It's all about growth over the long haul, right? I mean, if you're building a really valuable company, that, that's not going to happen overnight, right? I mean, it's going to take a few years or more. It takes time to do that right. It takes effort. It takes getting to know people. It's about the in-between, the start and the finish. It's who you do it with. It's who you do it for. You have to develop the habit of working for yourself. Time is negotiable, right? Like when am I working? How am I working? With who am I working on what projects at what time and what sequence? You, we are now in an unprecedented era of freedom to use our time as we choose. It is a terrifying prospect that there are people out there working on themselves and transforming their lives. We now have a richness and asset and we have a choice figure out how to work that asset or let someone else figure out how to work it for us. When you start thinking that in those terms, you're like, I want to work on how I manage my time because eventually what you can do is you can leverage your time. One hour of your time can translate to a 30 hour work week. Don't I want to learn how to leverage my time? This podcast is going to be about how to operate 
to be successful and prepare for the future, both financially, right, and mentally. It's going to have a strong focus on you know, personal finance aspect, but there's a lot of things that money moves beyond. See you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.